0: yo what is going on everyone my name is nick or the notorious fantasy and in today's video we're going to be going in depth into my top 36 wide receiver rankings and tiers for week number five of the 2023 fantasy football season but before we could get into things i would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below and while you're down there whether you are new to the channel or not please make sure they do leave a like on today's video it would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on twitter or x please do so at notorious FNTS wine if y'all check out my weekly rankings or get any questions that you might want answered make sure you guys check out the patreon link in the video description for seven dollars and fifty cents so without further ado let's get into my week number five wide receiver rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season we begin in the S tier at the wide receiver position with my wide receiver number one, Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins, going up against the New York football giants at home in Miami. Now, the Buffalo Bills absolutely bent the Dolphins over the table last week, and Tyreek Hill was locked up. Don't let me out. Basically, all game long, Tyreek Hill just was not able to find very much open space because what the Bills did was play press man coverage right off the rip on these guys, and it was very hard for Tyreek to. get open instantly and if he was to his first read that two would look for a second read and by then it was already too late right the offensive line was crumbling like some cookies and the dolphins ultimately failed in that spot but I think here we are in for a huge bounce back. I don't think the Giants have the personnel or the coaching in order to actually play that press man coverage. They're probably going to sit in zone and get absolutely butt-fucked by Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek is going to finish as the number 1 receiver at the end of the week. The upside is insane up against a not so hot Giants defense. At number 2, we have Justin Jefferson of the Cold Lake Minnesota Vikings going up against the Kansas City Chiefs at home in Minnesota. Justin Jefferson is yet to finish at outside the top eight at the wide receiver position in PPR as currently the wide receiver number one on the season. This matchup up against the Chiefs reeks of points. This should be a very high scoring game. And if Kirk O'Chain's Kirk Thuggins, Kirk Cousins is able to mitigate throwing some interceptions then Justin Jefferson and the Vikings as a whole should be in this game. And we could see Justin Jefferson put up a hell of a performance again. I don't think the Chiefs defense are a pushover, but we did just see Zach Wilson look good against them. At number three, we got Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Technically, this is a home game for the Bills, but the game is in London. In it, if you want to go ahead and watch Diggs, if he's on your team, make sure you set your alarm right and early for 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you live on the West Coast, well, good luck, because that just isn't very fun, but hey, this should be a good matchup. Wide receiver two last week. This guy absolutely suplexed the Miami Dolphins. Seven targets, six receptions, 120 yards, and three touchdowns. Wide receiver two on the week. The Jaguars' defense is definitely far from ideal, and this Buffalo Bills offense is humming at maximum velocity, and I think this should be another huge games out of Stefan Diggs. Next up, we move to the A tier, beginning with the wide receiver number four, Devontae Adams of the Los Vegas Raiders. Now, Devontae Adams did not practice on Thursday with a shoulder injury, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I do think he will end up getting the nod on Monday Night Football to play. Devontae Adams still has proven that he is one of the best receivers in the NFL. The health of Jimmy Garoppolo is certainly up in the air. I do genuinely believe that Jimmy Guap, Jimmy G-Spot, Jimmy Pornstar is going to play. This guy has seen 13 or more targets in back-to-back games and while he was only the wide receiver 19 On the week, a lot of that could be blamed to the fact that Aiden O'Connell wasn't the best. The Packers' defense is pretty solid, but at the end of the day, there's no way I'm ranking Devontae Adams lower this week. At number five, we have the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown of the Lions going up against the Carolina Panthers. A wet dream matchup, in my opinion, for Amon Ross St. Brown. He's dealing with an abdomen injury and did not practice on Thursday, but all of the reports are that he's going to be good to go on Sunday. He's only had one game where he finished outside the top 14 at the wide receiver position, and that was up against the Seahawks he had a pretty solid game last week up against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau wide receiver 11 on the season again a solid matchup for Amon Ryan even though he's banged up I still think he could have a very dominant performance now AJ Brown has been on fire NBA Jam style right wide receiver one last week and wide receiver 11 the week prior this week he gets the LA Rams in LA and while I am very confidently putting AJ Brown into my lineup Every single fucking week. What I will tell you is this game to me feels a little bit more like a Devontae Smith game, right? Devontae Smith starts the season off hot weeks one and two. Then he tapers off a little bit weeks three and four. And in weeks three and four, A.J. Brown is balling out of control. So I think this might end up being a Devontae Smith game. But at the end of the day, when you're in an offense that is as loaded as the Philadelphia Eagles, and when you're in a game that could potentially be high scoring, if Cooper Cup lives up to his expectations, if Puka Nakua's ball, and if Matthew Stafford's able to play in this game and looks healthy, then man, oh man, I think Stafford's going to play more of the look healthy type of thing. Man, oh man, could A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith still have great games together. Moving now to the B tier wide receiver seven through nine. At number seven, we got Puka Nakua of the LA Rams going up against the Eagles. He had one down game this season as the wide receiver 36 in week three against the Bengals. I know there were some people that were like, Nick, oh my God, I'm so worried about Puka. He shit the bed one time. Um, Is he gonna be reliable the next week? And he was. Now I get that Cooper Cup is coming back, but to me, based upon everything that I've read, Cooper Cup is still not fully healthy. And sure, is he probably gonna play on Sunday? I think so. But I don't think he's going to go out there and play a high allotment of snaps. I still believe that Puka Nakua this week will be the number one target on the team. Puka and Stafford are in the breakfast club with Cooper Cup, right? We know Puka is going to continue to ball all season. Now, after this week, and when Cooper Cup's more healthy, yeah, we're going to have to throw Puka down the rankings. Puka, Nukum, Nakua, right? We're going to have to put him down the rankings a little bit. But this week against the Eagles, I am still overwhelmingly confident in Puka, who is the wide receiver four on the season. At number eight, we have my boy Jalen Waddle Away, Waddle, Waddle, till the very next day of the Miami Dolphins going up against the New York football giants at home in Miami. Now, Jalen Waddle has been a disaster this season. Wide receiver 31, 43, and 48. Last week, he scored a touchdown against the Bills, but because our backup center, Liam Eichenberg is a dumb bastard, he ended up going to be an uneligible receiver downfield, moving too far down the field instead of just say, staying there. He blocked a little bit too much, pushed the line a little too far, and then, sorry, pal, that's not a touchdown, and it hurt. Hurt like a butt cheek on a stick as a Jalen Waddle guy. Just wanted to see him score. This week against the Giants, though, this is is the game? It was written in stone. At number nine, we got C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Niners in San Francisco. Now, C.D. Lamb has definitely been underwhelming this season. Wide receiver thirty-three, seven, forty-six, and twenty-five. Now, most of the reason why he's been underwhelming because Cowboys have been dominant in these games, like Shaquille O'Neal in the goddamn paint, and then the defense is scoring all these points or they're running the ball so much that CeeDee Lamb doesn't really have to do anything. But this will finally be a game where, you know, they're going to be in the game, right? They're not getting in the other team, I know, up against the Cardinals. CeeDee Lamb kind of shit the bed in a game that the Cowboys lost, but that was just a disaster-filled game for the Cowboys. I think this should be a close one up against the Niners on Sunday night. Football, ultimately, I do believe that the Dallas Cowboys will hold that L in this one, and the 49ers will win, and I get the matchup is tough, But at the end of the day, I don't think you can rank CeeDee Lamb lower than a top 10 option. Moving now to the C tier, at number 10, we have Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Now, if Joe Burrow was 100% healthy, knowing the fact that Teehee Higgins probably isn't going to play in this game, this would be a red panty matchup for Jamar Chase. You would be absolutely erect if you had Jamar Chase in your lineup because you know that the Arizona Cardinals defense is soft as baby shit, and this is going to be the game where Jamar Chase is hitting the gritty five times, right? He scores five fucking touchdowns. Well, guess what? He doesn't have a single touchdown on the season because Joe Burrow has absolutely reeked to high heaven this season. Now, do I believe that Joe Burrow is finished? He's fucked for the whole year? No, but right now, I am still worried. I know. I still haven't ranked as a top 10 receiver, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm scared about Jamar Chase. This week at number 11, we have Chris Olave of the New Orleans Saints going up against the New England Deflatriates in New England wide receiver 119 last week. Definitely very disappointing, mostly because Derek Carr's arm was limp dick in that game due to that AC joint injury. Ultimately, the Patriots defense is not the Patriots defense we thought we were buying into at the beginning of the season. They lose Christian Gonzalez for the season, which sucks because he was looking really good rookie corner. Very fun to watch. Uh, They bring in JC Jackson. So maybe that does help on Chris Olave. But again, when push comes to shove, I am a little bit worried because of Derek Carr's health. But... There is no way in fuck Chris Olave finishes as the wide receiver, 119. Again, at number 12, we got Devontae Smith of the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the LA Rams in LA. Again, this feels like a bounce back game for Devontae Smith, wide receiver, 24 last week, a relatively safe option every single week, obviously, with the upside to put your team on his back Darren Sharper, hold my dick. At number 13, we got Calvin Ridley of the Jags going up against the no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills in London town, baby, wide receiver. Receiver Six in week one and then after that it's been a doozy wide receiver a 266 get your kicks Uh route 66 So the wide receiver 32 last week. I get it. Things have been bad For the Jags I get the Bills defense is tough But this feels like the game where everything comes correct where it is a true get right game now They beat the Falcons last week But it wasn't good enough. I think this is going to be a game where the Jaguars step up in a big way. The Bills are showing up on Friday, today, in London. The Jags have been there for two fucking weeks. Feels like a good spot for Calvin Ridley. Moving now to the D-tier, wide receiver number 14, Michael Pittman Jr. of the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Lantythons at home in Indianapolis. Michael Pittman had a down game last week, right? Five targets, one reception, 15 yards. And I know people get their panties in a bunch and be like, oh my God, Nick, I don't know if I could play Michael Pittman Jr. this week because he, today Jr. because he fucking, he sucked last week. Don't panic. Don't panic. This guy gets 11 plus targets every single week. The Titans defense sucks donkey hog against the pass I fully expect a huge game out of. Michael Pittman Jr. At number 15, we have Brandon Ayuk of the Niners going up against the Dallas Cowboys at home in San Fran. Wide receiver eight last week up against that soft Arizona Cardinals defense. Now this is definitely a tougher matchup against Dallas and the health of Debo is pretty up in the air. Debo is obviously going to play because he played last week and he even played on a lot of snaps. But Debo was out there like a fucking decoy. He wasn't doing shit. It was clear that the injury impacted him enough For Big Cock Brock not to throw him the ball, but he was still out there a bunch. Still dealing with injuries as we speak today. So with the unknown of Debo, I have to have Brandon Ayuk ranked this high, but I will tell you, I'm a little bit nervous, shiver me timbers, about the matchup against Dallas. Now again, still firing up Brandon Ayuk with all confidence, even if Debo's fully good to go. But I'll just tell you, the matchup isn't a one-steak sauce. At number 16, we got Nico Cousin, go Bowling of the Houston Texans going up against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Nico Collins has been chef's kiss menu of week. If you guys have been here all offseason, if you haven't, hit that subscribe button, hit, hit that like button. You would know that I was the commander, hitting the fucking, banging the drums for Nico Collins. Talking about how Nico Collins was the clear alpha in Houston. I think with CJ Stroud, the upside is wide. Now, I know last year with Large Neck, Davis, Money Mills, right? Deco Collins, you know, he flashed, oh, savior of the universe, but he never really put it together for a long stretch of games. This year is the long stretch of games. Wide receiver 24, 5, 77, and three. Currently the wide receiver seven on the season going up against the subpar Falcons defense with CJ Stroud balling out of control. I love Eco Collins this week. Moving now to the E tier, beginning with wide receiver 17, going through 21. Can you do something for me? At number 17, Hollywood Brown of the Arizona Cardinals going up against the Cincinnati Bengals at home in Arizona. Week one was a doozy up against the left hands up. Who are we, the commanders? But after that, wide receiver 22, 20, and 15. The Bengals defense looks pretty up and down every single week. And Hollywood Brown has been playing extremely, extremely well. Joshua Dobbs has been playing out of his fucking mind. And I I really do think there is a scenario where we get to the end of the week and Hollywood Brown is a top 12 wide receiver. Josh Dobbs looks legit. There's a legitimate reason to believe I know they would have lost to the 49ers, right? You're not beating the fucking 49ers. No matter how hard you try. No matter if you get 96 yards, 7 receptions, 10 targets, right? You're not beating them. But they could have beaten Washington. They could have beaten the Giants. They should have beaten the Giants. And they beat Dallas. Right now, we could be sitting in a situation where, and it's not that improbable to have happened, where the Cardinals are 3-1 right now. They might beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So we need to start uh, putting some respect onto Hollywood Brown's name at number 18. We got Debo. Again, Debo feels like a really risky pick and player to throw into your lineup this week. He's dealing with a rib slash knee injury and was limited again in practice on Thursday. Now, it's very important to monitor practice today. Because if he's a full participant, that will tell you, hey, on Sunday against Dallas, he's probably not going to be out there being a fucking decoy. But if he's still limited, then he's probably going to play and be a decoy. And in that case, if we get that report, Debo is fucking kerplunking down the rankings. So my assessment here is if he plays, fucking playing him, obviously, if or if he's not limited in practice today. So we will see. At number 19, we got Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Las Vegas Grrr, Raiders in Viva. Las Vegas, but before we can break down Christian Watson as well as the rest of the wide receivers inside my top 36, I would like to give you guys a quick word from our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a great offer for you guys today, and they are the best place to play NFL pick-em in the whole entire universe. They've got for you guys Tua higher than half a total yard. As long as Tua goes for over half of a total yard that could be running or passing, this pick will hit, and then all you have to do is match it with one other pick. So we're going to go ahead and go with Travis Etienne higher than 63 and a half rushing yards. I really think the Bills defense is pretty soft against the run. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to look to run a lot with Travis Etienne. So if this pick does hit, we'll get three times our entry fee. If you want to go ahead and add a third pick, it will be six times, four picks will be 10 times, and five picks will be 20 times your entry fee. If you are new to Underdog and want to do the Pick'em Contest, make sure you live in one of the states that are listed on your screen right now. And if you are new, make sure you use promo code Notorious for a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. You deposit $100, they give an additional $100. If you do $50, an additional $50, $25, an additional $25, the minimum deposit on Underdog is $10. Again, using either promo code Notorious or click on the link in the video description. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things, unlike Debo Samuel, in Christian Watson's return, he wasn't a decoy, but he was also limited in snaps. Now he was limited in practice again on Thursday with that hamstring injury, so I don't think they're really gonna crank up Christian Watson to a full go, but I think he'll be playing more snaps than he did last week. Now the matchup is so juicy against the Raiders that even with another limited participant practice tomorrow, today, on Friday, I'm still pretty confident in Watson, considering the game is on Monday. But I do understand, and I think you should understand as well, that I don't think there's going to be 100% of what Christian Watson's full power level is. Right? They got a bye in week six next week, and then they come out against Denver. And they got Minnesota. Right? Two wet dream matchups in a row. So you know what? Maybe Christian Watson won't be as hot this week. I think coming out the bye, it's going to be full steam ahead. But again, I still kind of like him this week because of the matchup, even if he isn't 100%. At number 20, Garrett Wilson going up against the Denver Broncos in Denver. I love Garrett Wilson this week, but I will tell you, I'm still scared of Debo Samuel, or not Debo Samuel, of Garrett Wilson. Why? Because Zach Wilson, we all know, doesn't normally look like how Zach Wilson looked against the Chiefs. Now, I'll give him his flowers. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He did look good, and he, in my opinion, outplayed Patrick Mahomes. But, this is a big but, shout out Violet Myers, I don't know, I do not know, if Garrett Wilson, or if Zach Wilson will be able to do it again, right? Even up against a soft serve, cupcake matchup in the Broncos, I don't necessarily think that Zach can do it again. Now, this ranking at wide receiver 20 is kind of a middleman Knicks scenario, right? I don't have him ranked as high as expert consensus rankings as the wide receiver 15, because I don't trust Zach. But I also don't want to bury him at like wide receiver 30 because I know the upsides there. And even if Zach looks like shit, Garrett Wilson will be so open that as long as the ball just gets somewhere near him, he should have a good game. So I think wide receiver 20 is pretty fair. At number 21, we got Christian Kirk going up against the Buffalo Bills in London. Wide receiver 16, 26, and 13 over the last three games. I get that this matchup is definitely tough. But even when the Jaguars were flopping like a fucking fish out of water, even when the Jaguars were struggling in a big way, Christian Kirk still showed up. So even if this is a game where maybe the Jaguars are getting pounded in the ass, I still think Christian Kirk will show up, which is a worry of mine about Ridley moving now into the F tier wide receivers 22 through 25 and number 22 we got Adam Thielen going up against the Detroit Lions in Detroit now this Lions defense has definitely ramped themselves up a little bit have been percolating a little bit more over the last couple of weeks Thielen has been the wide receiver 23 and 16 over the last three weeks now, I know Bryce Young definitely doesn't look ideal and maybe the Panthers management's scratching their head a little bit seeing how CJ Stroud's playing in Houston versus how the short king Bryce Young is playing obviously can't fucking be like, this is what's going to happen their whole career from a four-game sample size of Stroud and a three-game sample si- size for Bryce Young. But maybe there's, a, you know, I get it. If I was a Panthers fan, I'd be like, fuck. Fuck. Why didn't we draft CJ Stroud? I know. It's still early. Again, do I trust Thielen? Not really. But the thing is, he's been consistently a top 20 receiver over the last three games. He's the wide receiver 10 on the season. And we talk about this all the time. It is the NBA Jam rule. If a player is on fire, NBA Jam style, you keep rolling them out. I get that he's on a shit team. I get that Bryce Young doesn't look great. But he's gotten eight or more targets over the last three games. And that should be enough. For him to be solid at number 23. Shout out to Michael Jordan. We got Jacoby Myers of the Raiders going up against the Green Bay Packers. Now, I think his struggles as the wide receiver 69 Then Nass, nice, I like. My name is Borat. Very funny. You get what I mean? I don't actually like that. It was sad. He was wide receiver three, then missed a game with that concussion. Wide receiver 25 and 69. So, most of that could be because, drum roll please. Brrr. Aiden O'Connell is playing quarterback, not Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know everyone fucking likes to shit on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I do too, right? The guy's so beautiful, sexy, man. You know, that's what the women say. What I say as well, he's a good looking fella. But the Italian Stallion used all of his skill points on being a good looking guy. Not so much on NFL play and his quarterback play. But he's also not dog shit. He's better than Aiden O'Connell. Packers defense is pretty good. I'll give him that. But Jacoby Myers has looked good with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. I believe Jimmy Gooops playing on Monday. So we're starting up. Jacoby Myers, again, concussions, normally you miss about a week. Sometimes it's more severe, like we saw with Tua. You're out for, like, fucking weeks on end. But again, every concussion's different. I'm as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins. But based upon what I've read, I feel like Jimmy Gooops suiting up. And again, since it's Monday night, I got even more confidence in that. Number 24, we got Jordan Addison, right? Of the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I know there are going to be people like, Nick, oh my God. Oh my god, he was the wide receiver 145 last week, Nick. He scored zero fantasy points, Nick. How can you trust him? Even though he he was wide receiver 19, 28, 39 before it, I don't trust him, Nick. Well, let me give you a quick lesson in fantasy football. You panic off of one bad game, you are going to have a bad time. If you overreact to one shit game from a good player, you are going to end up pulling your hair out all season long because. There are guys like A.J. Brown, right? He has one down game. People are shitting themselves. Like, should I trade A.J. Brown for a half-eaten bag of potato chips and a used condom like what D-Hop was traded to the Arizona Cardinals for? No, you shouldn't. Now, again, I get Jordan Addison isn't DeAndre Hopkins or isn't one of these elite receivers in the NFL. I get it, right? He's fucking four games in. But you got a wet dream matchup against the Chiefs, a high-scoring robots affair, throw that elbow like your name was KSI, And yeah, I'm fucking playing them, doing it with confidence. Number 25, to close out the F tier, we got Zay fucking Flowers, Zay Flowers, of the Baltimore Ravens going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. I always like clicking on Zay Flowers, where I get my stats from on Fantasy Pros, because all the other guys, they're looking at the camera kind of seriously, like, like, you know, like when they take their pictures, Zay Flowers is... Giving a nice smile, he's cheesing. I like that, you know, I like that. Jamal Williams' picture is fucking crazy. If you've never seen that one, he he looks real hyped up in that one. Beyond the Saints, but now he's on the IR. And I think he's coming back soon, right? He got hurt really early on in the season, so he's probably coming back soon. With that said, though, Zay Flowers is the definition of boom or bust. He just saw the Steelers' defense get busted on, bukkaked on, by CJ Stroud and Nico Collins, and Amy Pierce so Zay Flowers again not the best matchup I know Rashad Master Bateman and O'Dell might be back but Flowers is still the number one receiver on this team and I still have confidence in him and again while he's not the safest bet right he's not like wrapping a condom around your team when he hits and oh man is it beautiful it's like a fucking Barry Bonds home run now we move to the G tier with wide receiver 26 Gabe Davis of the Buffalo Bills going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London this man has scored a touchdown in three straight games He hit the Shane Gillis celebration last week for any of you Shane Gillis heads out there that dude's fucking hilarious I wish I was that fun Not. <laughs> again wide receiver 69 in week one but after that 14 45 and 21 matchup against the Jags looks good He's a big play guy. Again, not very safe. But neither are any of these guys that are back here. Number 27, we got the computer man himself, Tank Dell, going up against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. This guy, also very boomer bust. bust. receiver 63, 19, 7, and 82. In the games where he's smashing, he's getting like seven, eight targets. In the games where he's shitting the bed, he's getting three or four targets. This spot against Atlanta is pretty solid. I heavily believe in CJ Stroud. I'm a motherfucking Stroud boy. I really think that Stroud has a great game here against Atlanta. I think Tank Dell has that big upside. And it might just feel like every week, kind of just have to play Tank Dell and, and Nico Collins, even if they are a pretty boomer bust. At number 28, we got D Hop going up against the Indianapolis Colts in Indy. Now, if Tannehill plays like he did last week, and if Tannehill can stay. You know, in these games where they're not getting plowed out and Tannehill's throwing the ball late games, obviously normally it's good for the garbage time for these receivers, right? But Tannehill's a guy where if he's down bad, especially at this point in his career, if the team's getting fucking skull-fucked, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to be throwing the ball to the defense, and it's not going to be very good. ultimate matchup feels good for D-Hop. Again, though, I don't want to rank him any higher than this because... Don't worry about Tannehill. It still seems like to me when you watch the games, that's still the D-hop of the old. Now, again, is he like D-hop from his prime? No. But does he look completely washed like fucking Julio Jones in Tampa Bay? Fuck no, baby. Why receiver 29 Cooper Cup going up against the Eagles? Now he logged full practice on Thursday. That's promising. But what I will tell you is I don't think Cooper Cup is out 100% based on all the reports I read. Now, could Cooper Cup go out there Fucking Hulk smash, like when Hulk grabbed Loki and his fucking dribbling around like a basketball, like his name was fucking Chef Curry. Yeah. But we also have to understand that this might be limited. It might, might go out there as a decoy. So again, while I'm not ready to go balls deep ranking Cooper Cup super highly, we all know very, very shortly Cooper Cup's going to be a top 10 guy in my rankings. Moving to wide receiver 30, GP George Pickens. Wide receiver 65 last week. While the Texans just did whatever they wanted to the Steelers, it, it wasn't even close. It wasn't fun to watch. Kenny Pickett gets hurt. It's like, oh fuck! It gets done for the like when I you see that kind of an injury and in the guy sitting there, like I just assume the worst. Now maybe I should be more pessimistic, but because of what happens in the NFL, it's a gruesome game. You know, people get hurt all the time and it sucks. It's like okay, okay, Kenny Pickett is done. It's kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky time. Now, Kenny Pickett says he's going to be good on Sunday. Again, these players all the time say that, right? Oh, I'm good for Sunday. Show up to Sunday, and there's a fuck. they're on a milk carton. They're missing, right? Now, I will note, I think Kenny Pickett's going to play. I don't think it really matters because Kenny Pickett, that small-hands bastard, hasn't been great this season anyways. I'm glad he's okay, though, or at least good enough to play, hopefully. Ravens matchup, definitely fine. Like, this is not the hardest matchup ever because the Ravens defense is dealing with a lot of injuries. But again, I feel like there's brighter days ahead for Pickens, in my opinion, and especially if Pickett's banged up and he's just not maneuvering well. A lot of the times you can't maneuver well, you're gonna be taking sacks that you wouldn't originally take. Now it's not like Pickett's out there fucking moonwalking backwards, avoiding the defense, right? Dude, like Patrick Mahomes in the fucking pocket is moving left, right, center, like fucking Rogers or something, right? He is a statue basically, like the fucking Statue of Liberty that France gave us. Interesting tidbit of information, but but my history degree got me right there, but I like Pickens. It's okay. I don't love him. I don't hate him. He's just going to sit in this range from like wide receiver 26, 36 every single week until Deontay Johnson comes back. Wide receiver 31. Romeo Dobbs going up against the Raiders. Now again, I still believe Christian Watson going to see more uptick in production. Snaps, but not a full allotment. But that will give Romeo Dobbs some upside. Wide receiver 14, 83, 17 to 10. Now he gets a wet dream matchup against the Raiders. So, can't sit him, right? You can't, or you can't bury him super far down the rankings because of what he's done. Now, if Watson goes out there, has 12 catches, 10 recept, or 12 targets, 10 receptions, hundred yards, two tugs, wouldn't surprise me. Aaron Jones, coming back more. Great matchup for him. Maybe it takes away from Dobbs. That's why he's sitting here at wide receiver 31. But I couldn't fully bury him. Like his name was Shia LaBeouf. Because played so well. At number 32 to close out the G tier. Got Cortland Sutton going up against the Jets. Sutton continues to look like the number one receiver on the Broncos. Russell Wilson continues to look decent. Problem is. This isn't. The Raiders. This isn't. The Bears like he played last week. This isn't the Dolphins. Right? This is a real matchup. This isn't. Fucking sun, sunshines and roses. That's not what this is. Now, he should get enough targets to finish inside the top 32. He could find his way into the end zone. He scored a touchdown in three out of four games this season. I will tell you, I will tell you that there's better days ahead for Cortland Sutton. To close things out here, we move to the H tier wide receivers, 33 through 36. Now, 33, we got 2 Tutu Atwell. Last week was a down game for 2 but I'm not ready to quit him yet. I know he wasn't great last week. I know Cooper Cup's back, but again, I don't think Cooper Cup's going to be back in full capacity. Any of these guys are risky. Guys got an eight or more targets in every single game though. So as long as Cooper Cup isn't at full workload, I think we still get a decent amount of 2-2. At number 34, we got Jerry Judy of the Broncos going up against the Jets. Last week, the comment section was getting rowdy on me. Nick, you fucking idiot. Where's Jerry Judy, Nick? Jerry Judy's gonna do great against the Bears. The Bears defense sucks donkey dick, Nick, don't you know? Wide receiver 49 last week. This guy's been bad this year. Again, four teams on by. Gotta move up the rankings. Number 35, MT, Michael Thomas. Let's hope Derek Carr plays a little bit better. You know this guy's getting six to ten targets every single week. He's just gotta find the end zone for that big game. And the Patriots, outside JC Jackson look like they can be taken advantage of. And number 36, to close things out here, Michael Wilson going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. I just six last week. I don't think that's happening this week. But I do want to talk about the upside that he has, right? He gets six targets up against a Bengals defense. That's pretty subpar. Could see a big game out of him. I expect Josh Dobbs to look good. I think in the coming weeks, we're going to feel very confident about Michael Wilson. But this might also be the game where It's like, oh, that's why he was the wide receiver 81, 58, and 43 the weeks before. Thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did not been enjoying, make sure you hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button down below if you did not been enjoying. If you are new to the channel and you want to check out the Patreon, or if you're new to the Patreon, make sure you check it out. Link in the video description for $7.50 a month. You get my weekly rankings as well as an answer to any of the questions you guys may have. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have a great Guys Day. And as always, click on one of the videos on your screen if you haven't seen them. Good boy!